Ah, uh, hello, hello! Welcome to a very special episode of Muckrakers, where everyone's going to be talking over each other so much more than ever before, because for today and today only, we have a very special guest Muckraker, the very first honorary Muckraker. Matt, say hello. Hello! Okay, that was just me saying hello for him, because he walked out of the room. What are you doing, a Robin Williams impression right now? Ho ha ha ho ha. <laughs> yeah, like, who questions and then Robin Williams is basically just Wesley sped up. He is, oh my god. Wesley on fast forward. I never realized that, but yeah, like, if you just took Wesley's whole day and you put it all together, it would definitely be, I saw a bird, oh, oh, and then I was like, oh, what are these people doing? Oh, I gotta work. Oh, mom, oh. The Mexicans are at the, at the laundromat again. Oh. All right, we all good? We all ready? <coughs> sure, yeah. why not? I'm all set. Um, One second. <coughs> okay, go. <coughs> Jesus, it's <coughs> like an old folks <laughs> Just constant, eh, eh. Yeah, I definitely started the episode, though, whenever I started the intro. So all of this is going to be part of episode 50. Welcome to episode 50. Guys, we made it uh, to episode 50, and uh, we picked up three or four listeners along the way. What was that mirror? I don't want to look at myself the whole time. <laughs> you don't like to see it's yourself? just, it's a little weird. You don't like to see yourself perform? Uh, that's usually why I'm pacing you. around in the other room. Yeah, we're actually all recording in the same studio today. The um, Statesboro Power Station in Georgia. Uh, so, um, I guess we should... That's where I live. Do you want to go by your real name or do you want to go by Sex Luther? <laughs> it's not Sex Luther, it's Sex Luther. What do you want to be introduced as? Literally sounds just... the same. Like when people say, it's not pin, it's pin. I'm like, I heard the same word twice. Oh, yeah. And it drives me insane. I knew a girl that drove me up the wall about that. So, like... what do you want to be called? <laughs> um, often... <laughs> uh no uh just matt's fine okay all right well i didn't i didn't it's know it's time for the pete pat and matt show i didn't i didn't know it all uh, rhymes it's so good i didn't know if you wanted plausible deniability for an alias because uh, we do assume that we're going to be doing this from guantanamo at some point yeah yeah <laughs> this is going to be um what, what's it called exhibit b whenever they're whenever we're on trial i don't feel like a hastily assembled alias is going to protect me from that level of Incarceration. Maybe not. Um, oh, your alias will be quite operational <laughs> but, uh, when the government that's... arrives. <laughs> Shut up, Pat. <laughs> uh, I'm Peter. And I'm Pat. And I'm Matt. Sex Luther. <laughs> and this is it. This is the big five zero. our episode 50 special. Yeah, Woo! We've actually run out of so exhibits excited. in the alphabet. I just can't hide. Because I like to think that each episode will be its own exhibit in court. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, so the more episodes we make, the longer our trial will be. Well, the one thing I'm going to be looking for in a trial lawyer when this all eventually goes to trial is I want to make the court listen to every episode. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That's, I'll, I'll do whatever. We'll finally have an audience. Right? Whatever lingual. Yes, is... well, that'll increase our audience by 12? Oh, my God. Well, 13, 14, if you include the, the judge and bailiff. Mm, right, right. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. But yeah, if it's a trial of the century and they start getting cameras in there, that like C-SPAN might pick it up. That would be great. We'd be televised. That would increase our audience by another twelve if C-SPAN's recording it. I feel like Pat's really into this, and I'm like, I don't think this is. This is so good. Where it's going to be the first court case in modern history where the two defendants were gagged. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're going to have a court order, uh, like a literal gag order. Like, can you gag them, please? They will not stop talking. Um, so, yeah, today uh, we're bringing you a very special episode. Uh, we're talking about food poisoning. And uh, I was telling you guys a story earlier of the sickest I ever got was when I ate some beef nachos. And I pooped my pants as an adult the next day. And that was pretty bad. They sit sickest i'd ever gotten i was actually pooping a significant amount of like really dark blood and i didn't realize yet how bad that was because i did it for several days like my, my bowel movements were jet black and slimy why are you eating so much blood yeah <laughs> but it was just from food poison because i'd bought a new pan i'd sort of cleaned it but not well enough oh my god so, yeah it wasn't even the food. It was your own. It was your own poor food handling. It was my own ineptitude. Yes, I, it was my own downfall. That was a long time ago when I was first learning how to cook and was assembling my cookware. I remember when Matt got sick off those dumpster sandwiches I got us from Starbucks. <laughs> oh man, that was rough. I will say that we had a good run with those dumpster sandwiches because we lived off of them for months, but we only you only got sick once. There's nothing like shitting your bed like 
30 minutes before a girl shows up. Did you poop your bed? I did poop my oh, bed. Oh, you pooped the bed. That's terrible. Yeah. That's <laughs> when we didn't. And the laundromat was closed. <laughs> That's that's what happened to me with the pants. I was going to work in like two minutes, and I was combing my hair, which made it even worse because I combed my hair, and then all of a sudden I felt this reaction happen, and I looked into my own eyes as I filled my pants. (laughs) Like it's one thing to like poop yourself; it's another thing to be looking into a mirror (laughs) as you do it. You know the episode of Family Guy where what is it? Peter Griffin eats something he's allergic to, and he goes, "Everyone leave! I have to poop." No, I picture that being your pants. I just, I, I just immediately, I think I finished combing my hair and then I just got in the shower because that was the only, like, what oh, was no, I going to... He, he ate dehydrated something and then, but anyway, go ahead. What, what was I going to do with the poopy pants? Uh, throw them at someone you don't like. Well, I guess I could be like everyone else in New York and just get on the subway with them. <laughs> <laughs> like holding them up while you're now no longer wearing pants. <laughs> These are my pants! Would you like to see them? Oh, the subway. So uh, today uh, we wanted to bring you the story of Typhoid Mary. Um, I, I love this article. It says the sad story of a woman responsible for several typhoid outbreaks. Um, I I don't I don't like that. This is a, it's an interesting article. I don't like that they call it sad for her because as it progresses, I feel like she's a really bad person. She <laughs> really is. It's, she's doing significant damage to the local community, but she's all like, "No, I don't believe you. It's fake news. I'm just gonna." Go out here and handle food. It's it's her own fault. But just to give you a to to set the scene, if you will, it was um, 1906 in New York, and uh, people didn't know what germs were. Generally, they kind of knew, but they didn't really know. And uh, typhoid is a type of bacteria that spreads through contaminated food or water, uh, mostly through like poo and stuff like that. Um, it's really bad. You get all the you get all the great things. You get like a high fever, headache, weakness, fatigue, and all so that stuff. So it's not stuff. only bad that she was preparing food for people, but she was also pooping in it to give them her typhoid. Well, she wasn't pooping in it. We'll get to that. She wasn't pooping in it, but it was really bad, and it was really dangerous in New York because, like, uh, much like New York now, but back then they didn't even... I don't know when they got garbage collection, uh, but I remember watching a thing on old New York, and during the winter, the streets in some places would be five feet higher, because of all the frozen poop and garbage that was on the street, <laughs> like it would just freeze into one giant poop sickle, and then, and then yeah, the, the worst Charlie Brown Christmas special ever. <laughs> uh, Mary Malone, uh, now known as Typhoid Mary, uh, said seemed healthy uh, when a health inspector knocked on her door in 1907. Yet she was the cause of several typhoid outbreaks. Since she was the first healthy carrier of typhoid fever in the United States, she did not understand how someone not sick could spread disease, so she tried to fight back. Um, so if you guys don't know, a carrier of a disease is basically somebody that has it but has not gotten sick from it, um, but they're still infectious. And so, you know, back then, like, not understanding germs, they certainly didn't understand how you could have the disease. And, and not be yeah. showing symptoms. Like, she wasn't suffering typhoid fever herself, but... Everyone that she uh, prepared poop food for was. Yeah, so for the summer... There's so much spicy! What do you put (laughs) in it? My poop! Oh! Oh, God! For the summer of 1906, uh, New York banker Charles Henry Warren wanted to take his family on a vacation. They rented a summer home uh, from George Thompson and his wife in Oyster Bay, Long Island. And they hired Mary Mary Mallon? Malone? Mary Magdalene? No, not Mary Magdalene. (laughs) Mary Mallon to be their cook for the summer. Um, and then on August 27th, one of their daughters became ill with typhoid. Soon, uh, Miss Warren and two maids became ill, followed by the gardener and another Warren daughter. In total, six of the 11 people in the house uh, went down with typhoid. Um, since the common way, they knew how it was spread. They knew it was spread through water and food sources. Uh, the people renting them the home feared they would not be able to rent it without finding the source of the outbreak. Uh, so they hired investigators to find the cause, but they were unsuccessful. My first thought would have been, like, someone's taking an upper decker. <laughs> like, somebody's pooping in the top part of the toilet, and then, like... There's a turd in the system. You know what I mean? Or somebody's farting into someone else's pillow. <laughs> like, guys, the summer pranks have gotten out of hand. <laughs> it was also weird, though, the way people got it. Like, you kind of figure out, like, who's who's stealing the food or who's grabbing scraps, because it's, like, the family and then the gardener. And I feel like somebody left a plate unattended, and the gardener was like, don't mind if I do. Mm. <laughs> and then he got sick, too. Um, so they hired, they then hired this guy named George Soper, who I love. He was a civil engineer with experience in typhoid fever outbreaks, and it was Soper who believed that uh, the recently hired cook, Mary Mallon, was the cause. 
She had left the Warrens three weeks after the outbreak. He began to research her employment history for more clues. So uh, she was uh, basically like an Irish immigrant, and uh, she found out... Those uh, damn Irish. Right, well, she, Matt? <laughs> like a lot of them, she, she, she got hired as a domestic servant, but she found out she was really, really good at cooking. And cooking, this is important later, uh, cooking paid better wages, I guess, than other jobs that the Irish could get, like building the railroads, or laundry, or just getting ethnic slurs yelled at them. Um, so they traced her employment. They found that uh, every job she worked between 1900 and 1907, uh, everybody became sick, and then she quit. Um, so this guy was like, all right, I, th I think this is it. So the way that you test for typhoid is you need stool and blood samples. How do you think he went about getting the stool and blood samples, guys? Surreptitiously? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been paying attention. What's the question? <laughs> I said, to test for typhoid, you right, need... You need the, the poop yeah. and you need the blood. Um, like, a particularly kinky vampire could, like, follow her around? I want to suck your blood and then your ass. I don't know if that's going to work. I remember this is, like, 1907, like... Oh, yeah, there weren't any vampires yet. A um, knife, a cup, and a melon baller. <laughs> oh. But uh, he goes. So this is this is this is this is amazing how the story starts. He goes up to the house where she's working to get samples. She doesn't know who he is. This is like this is the 1900s. He shows up and like he just straight up asks this single woman, "Can I get some of your blood, urine, and feces?" Really? Yeah. Um, there's a girl. <laughs> Let me, let me get some of that fecal matter. He was collecting it from everyone on the street, and it was just a coincidence that she was also in his way. Hi, ma'am. Do you have a minute to talk about the Lord? Also, can I get your? <laughs> so there's a great there's a great quote from him here. He says, uh, he says, uh, and I quote, "I had my first talk with Mary in the kitchen of this house. I was as diplomatic as possible, but I had to say I suspected her of making people sick, and I wanted specimens of her urine, feces, and blood." Well, it did not take Mary long to react to the suggestion. She seized a carving fork and advanced in my direction. I passed rapidly down the long, narrow hall through the tall iron gate, and so to the sidewalk, I felt lucky to escape. You know, as much as, as this story goes on, I don't, like, I don't like Mary. I would have reacted in the same way. I mean, yeah, like a crazy person's trying to steal your lucky poop. And she needs uh, that for her sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you generally think about it. Like, anytime on the street someone's walked up, you can go, Hey, young blood, uh, can I get some of your blood, pee, and poop? Um, Nowadays, you would think that they just are, you know, trying to apply for a job somewhere and they need a fresh batch. No, I would have assumed that they wanted some weird sex stuff out of me. Could be possible, too. Hey, hey, you're a time traveler who wants to clone you. Ah, that means you're destined for something famous. Hell yeah! Yeah, but what is the likelihood that they're a time traveler? And Extremely just, high. They're not just one of the schizophrenic people that hang out around Penn Station. I mean, I would think any chance would be better than no chance. <laughs> if someone true. asks you for your poop, give it to them. I, I Don't I'm, be stingy. I, I'm going to read from the script now because I'm bored. <laughs> this violent reaction from Malin. Is that her name, Malin? Mary Malin, yeah. Mary Malin, holy shit. Yeah, I told you I wasn't paying attention. Did not stop so far. He proceeded to track Malin... Imagine this guy showing up at your job to so, her home. So he follows her from job to job. Like he goes, shows up at her place of employment. He shows up in her home, and he's like, "Lady, we got to get some poop." <laughs> lady, <laughs> like, lady, we got it. We got it. We got to get your poop. <laughs> he says, "There's a quote here where he says, like realizing it was going to take more persuasiveness than he was able to offer." <laughs> he went to the health department. So I'm this to hire a poop solicitor. So yeah, this poor lady like. She's also, being chased around for her precious poop. It, all right, look, if you need poop that bad, they're just throwing it out on the street. Yeah, Can't you just wait five minutes? Well. I mean, just watch the house, and when she empties the chamber pot, just run up and, like, <laughs> grab it, right? There, Yeah, there's that, too. Um, how to get her blood? Ah, the vampire. I mean, there was probably blood in her stool at that point. I feel like everybody was pooping blood. Pretty so, likely, yeah. So he shows back up with five cops in an ambulance, um, but it says she was prepared. She was on the lookout... Uh, she peered out of the kitchen, long fork still in her hand. Uh, she lunged at him with a fork. He recoiled. Uh, the policemen were confused. By the time they got through the door, she had disappeared. Um, <laughs> into, into a fog of 
diabetes or whatever else she spread. Typhoid. <laughs> so, so hog of typhoid. So they searched the house. They spotted footprints leading from the house. Uh, uh, there was a chair next to a fence over the neighbor's property. They spent five hours looking for this poor lady. <laughs> like you're, you're not getting me poo. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's written in the margin there, which makes me think that she's like Lucky the Leprechaun. Well, she's Irish, so always after me poo, after me Lucky poo. So they found her hiding under a stairway uh, uh, leading to the front door. Uh, and then uh, Baker describes the emergence of Mary from the closet. And he says, she came out fighting and swearing, both of which she could do with appalling efficiency and vigor. Well, yeah, like, if someone tracked me down with the cops and they're like, we're going to get your poo, <laughs> like, I would fight them because I would not believe they were real cops. Right. I'd be like, what law is there that says you need me to poop in this cup? <laughs> He said he made another effort to talk to her sensibly, and I asked her again to let me have the specimens, but it was of no use. <laughs> Give me the specimens! <laughs> By that time, she was convinced that the law was wantonly persecuting her when she had done nothing wrong. She knew that she had never had typhoid fever. She was maniacal in her integrity. There was nothing I could do but take her with us. Integrity. The policeman lifted her to an ambulance, and I literally sat on her all the way to the hospital. <laughs> it was like being in a cage with an angry lion. Did they not have handcuffs in 1906? Uh, or some rope or something? I think they just beat people at the billy club till they stopped moving so much. I mean, yeah, that was a thing, but apparently they didn't do that to her. So uh, this, she was white. <laughs> so this poor No, she was Irish, which doesn't really count as white back then. Ah, right. Uh, so they took her. They took her to the hospital, uh, where they, I guess, finally got. They're like, "Look, you're gonna stay here, and you're gonna have to poop at some point. And when you do, we're gonna catch it. <laughs> when you do, the poo will be ours." So, uh, precious. So they caught her. They put her in this uh, this isolated island, uh, and they tested it, and it tested positive for typhus. Um, typhus. Get my gun. So she sued the health officials. Um, because they had like basically illegally uh, detained her, and there was like a statute in the New York uh, Charter that said like if someone poses a health risk to like the populace, they can take whatever means they need to to uh, like stop it. But that still didn't say that you can just arrest somebody and then make them you know poop for your amusement. <laughs> I mean, although today there are people that are arrested and the cops go, I bet they got drugs in their butt, and then they take them to the doctor and like force them to get like an enema, which is Hmm. Kind of weird because they never seem to find any drugs when they do that. Hmm. It's yeah. always it's always random man stopped on the side of the road and then the cops were like, "Well, you're gonna get diddled." <laughs> <laughs> like diddling's happening. Uh, but yeah, they were confused because she was healthy, Got but like they found they found typhus. Um, so she thought she was being persecuted. They put her on this this island off the coast of New York called North Brother Island. And so in 1909, uh, she sued the health department. And here's the crazy thing. So they, they know she's, she's positive for typhus. She has to have some knowledge of it because every time she works for her family and they all start dying, she's like, well, just like Mary Poppins, she's on her way. Like, she just opens up her <laughs> opens up her umbrella and flies away. Like, chim chimney, chim chim chiru. She's out. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chiru. She'll so, give your whole family diarrhea and the blood they will spew. So she had, she had to know um, that, like, something was up, like... It's not a coincidence that every family you've worked for, they all get sick. Just a spoonful of her shit makes your life expectancy go down. So that's, that's the other thing. Is, life expectancy uh, go down. At one point, they tried, to, they tried to explain, I guess, their, their notion of germ theory, but she kept saying, I'm not sick. How can I be making other people sick? And they also like, well, can maybe you at least wash your hands? And she goes, why would I? <laughs> Hence the poo, the spoonful of poo. It makes your life expectancy go down. Like this... this 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 woman like not only would she not wash her hands but like it seems like she can't even wipe properly yeah well i mean back then toilet paper was expensive that's why you used your left hand to wipe your ass with and your right hand to shake hands with unless you don't like the person then you use your left hand or just use your right hand to make the food man like i could um but she 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 just she said i that... feel like we've just given wesley an awful idea though well, she said the idea that... Uh, Wesley's she, our one listener to anyone that might be new to this episode. She said the idea that she was actually spreading typhus was unjust, outrageous, and uncivilized. Like, it was impossible that she was doing it. Like, she didn't, she didn't believe that it was possible that she was spreading typhus. Uh, which is weird, because everyone's dying every time you make food. Like, you, Maybe she's a bad cook. I mean, have you considered that? 
Well, I mean, she's just really, really bad at cooking. But yeah, really bad by like. Or maybe she's really a uh, really good cook. Have you ever heard of food that's so that's good enough to die for? Well, well, I mean, like they. So I mean, like it's not even just a bad cook, like because they, they these people come down with typhus and she's around, so like. It's not, it's not that she's giving food poison. They have a specific, like, they, they know what typhus looks like. Yeah. Um, but she sued, and she eventually, like, after, like, two years, like, they released her, right? right. Um, they made, Back into the general populace to they, poo again. Well, no, they made her, like, promise that she would not cook again, right? And she was like, oh, I promise. Uh, and then she disappeared and changed her name. So I feel like she's completely... I feel like they would have caught on whenever they realized that she changed her name to Typhoid Mary, but... (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, like... (laughs) It's just, like, at what point... Uh, You want to cook for us? Your name's uh, Typhoid Mary? Oh, yes, it's a family name. Okay. I feel like she's the first anti-vaxxer. Like, <laughs> like overwhelming scientific evidence is going, this is going to kill people. And they're like, no, no, I use crystals. I use crystals <laughs> to cleanse my area. Now, see, I found this other person over here, and they said it's not true. So, I mean, I don't know what y'all are talking about. This person talked to a doctor once. He knows what he means. I've cleansed my child's area with crystals. It couldn't possibly be true. I mean, like, they captured her in a lab, and, like, they also took more samples and, like, found out that, like, they're like, yep, yeah, you got typhoid, but you're not sick. That's weird. Um, like, took her poo without her permission. She reminds me her of a... poo mission. She reminds me of a small... One of the villains from, like, one of the episodes of Smallville. Yeah. You know, they have, like, weird superpowers, and, like, somehow their superpowers are killing people, and they go, but that's impossible. Well... Everybody that you shook hands with suddenly burst into flames and started singing, uh, uh, you know, uh, Handel's The Messiah before they died. That's pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. So maybe after a point, we should start considering... Uh... Yeah. So they locked her up. Back to the poo. <laughs> they locked her up. Uh, she signed an affidavit uh, that she would take hygienic precautions and she would not uh, cook again, right? Right. Happy ending. Um but some people believe that she'd never had any intention of following the health official's rules. Uh, feeling healthy and still not believing she could spread typhoid, she worked as a laundress for a hey, while. crazy. She worked as like a, a laundress for a while, which I still, I don't want, I don't, if she, I don't want her touching my laundry. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, like, what, what if I want to eat that laundry? <laughs> We're coming up on the depression, so people will be eating it soon. Well, I mean, the depression doesn't They're happen until like the 1920s. You got about... 15 years to yeah to get new clothes but everyone whose shoes were washed by her they had to eat the leather so she goes which we'll be doing soon she just goes, to tie this into general muckraker episodes she goes back to working as a cook and in the worst way possible she's not cooking for single families anymore she goes to work for the sloan maternity hospital in manhattan <sighs> So it's not bad enough you're making, like, rich people's families die of typhoid and shitting themselves to death. Now you're working at a baby hospital. Yay, babies. <laughs> like, and immediately 25 people became ill. Mm. And two of them died. Like, sh- this lady is a supervillain. Um, so evidence pointed to uh, a recently hired cook, uh, Miss Brown, who was really Mary Malone, or Mary Mallon, using a pseudonym. Um, so the public, like, so the thing about it was, too, like, the public was kind of sympathetic to her, you know, like, a... Poor... I'm not! She's killing people! Well, when they bef- told her to stop! Well, before this, you know, they are like, you can't lock somebody up, it's not fair. Okay, um, yeah, before, like, it was literally unprecedented, so you... But when they done. had warned her and locked her up, and then they found her working at a baby hospital, that would... <laughs> my God, that would be like if you had a super virulent form of Ebola, and they're like, okay, you're... It's not making you sick, but you gotta stay out of the food service industry. And then you went and worked in the kitchen at St. Jude Children's Hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Why? There's so many other places you could get a job. Like, That's um, why we called him Ebola Pete. Yeah, that would that would be great. The story of Ebola Pete. <laughs> <laughs> How could I be giving Ebola, guys? I'm not even sick. Um, but no, but uh, along with like using a pseudonym and killing, uh, <laughs> making a bunch more people sick... Uh, people kind of had enough of her shit, so they sent her back to the island, uh, and she stayed there for, like, 23 years. And even then, like, at the, at the island, because it was, like, a sick ward, they let her, um, they let her work with TB patients, so they're still letting her work with sick people! And I'm like, do not let her, like, I guess back then with TB, they're like, what could she hurt? They're already gonna die. (laughs) Maybe she'll get TB, and she'll be TB Mary, you know what I mean? (laughs) 
Uh, so she stayed there for like the rest of her life until she had a stroke and died. Um, or tuberculosis, Mary. But yeah, like they, like it's it's just baffling to me that even if you don't believe in germs and you don't think that you should wash your hands, uh, why would you go work at a baby hospital? I I can't answer that question. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. What's weird about it though was she wasn't the only healthy carrier at the time. They estimate that there were three thousand to four thousand people in New York City that were carriers. Um, and she wasn't even the most deadly. It said uh, 47 illnesses and three deaths were attributed to uh, Mary, while Tony, Tony LaBea, uh, another healthy carrier, Ta- caused... Tony! That, he that killed, rolls right off the tongue. This guy had caused 122 people to become ill and five deaths. They, uh, they isolated him for two weeks and released him. <clears throat> Um, my favorite, though, by far, of the typhoid people is this guy named Alphonse Catillus. Uh, uh, typhoid Catillus. Re- typhoid Catillus. He was a restaurant and bakery owner, and they said, you can't make food for people, right? And then they found him back at work, just rolling them dough, just making the making the things. So everyone's as bad as Typhoid Mary. She is in no way an outlier. Well, Tons of other people had the same weird immunity thing and the same... Well, when they saw, uh, when they saw him doing do it again... Attitude, they just made can so make food. Well, and you had, to know that, you had to know that he didn't stop working because when they caught him again, they made him promise to conduct his business by phone. <laughs> like in 1909, like, hello, operator, like that. This uh, dude's hello, not... Hello. This dude is not going to do business by phonies. And I guess they just like, well, I guess if you want to eat it, uh, typhoid. Let's do Telephone thing, how? If you want to eat it, typhoid, uh, Typh- I can't even say it, typhoid Alphonse's Bakery. That's what they should have made him name it. They should have been like, all right, you can keep making your typhoid pizza rolls and stuff, but you have to change your name to like typhoid Tim Hortons or something. So how long until all the typhoid carriers died out? I mean, as long as a normal lifespan was. I mean, she lived 23 years. I mean, uh, why isn't this just continuing straight to today? Uh, because we can cure it with antibiotics now. Oh, okay. So whenever people get the typhus. Yeah. So do you think there's still plenty of, like, typhoid people walking around out there to this day that are just still spreading it to people? Not in, not in, um, generally not in, like, Western countries, like, not in First World countries. Hmm. Um, because with, because with sanitation and stuff like that, like if someone does come down with typhoid, there's an immediate like trace back. Also with the way food is handled and like the way that people wash their hands and stuff. Mm. Um, right. The food service industry has uh, standards these days that goddamn government red tape. Also before you become, uh, you know I mean? Before you could become a carrier, you would have to get infected too. So it'd be a whole thing and they'd probably figure out pretty quick. Like, you know, that the Taco Bell was giving out typhus with their nachos Belgrande <laughs> <laughs> and like shut it down and like, and like fix it. I mean, like, look at what happens anytime somebody gets sick from lettuce, <clears throat> you know, well, let us see what happens. I really hate your puns, man. <laughs> well, don't touch that dial. We're just getting started. I'm going to start punching you. I think it's just going to, it's just. Yeah, I'm pretty soon you're going to be back in uh, New York, so... Right, that's what I'm going to start. That's why I'm going to start punching you while you're here in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, make, the, make hay while the sun's out. I mean, this is your one chance to do it. I mean, there'll be other chances. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that's like the point. Like, Should you be able to lock somebody up um, for something like that that like you don't really understand if they're a danger to general society? I mean, I would say if they are being as uncooperative and as virulent as Typhoid Mary or Alphonse the Baker was, then yes, they should be removed from society. If they can, however, find a way to exist in society without spreading the illness, you know. Alphonse, when I think about Alphonse, I just think of like a jolly, like fat Italian guy. And the reason they didn't like him up, lock him up, because he was like, come on, you got to try my bread. And you're like, this is really good, Alphonse. Oh, All right. So good. <laughs> so I don't care if I'm going to get sick. You just stop. I, I, I really appreciate you, Typhus Alphus. Um, yeah, but it's weird, like, I, <laughs> that you would give somebody a diagnosis of, you have a disease, I'll kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> But there was probably, like, also if they had handled it a little bit better, if they had not just shown up to this single woman's place of work and gone, like, scares we me, need man. To poop. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not a flim-flam man, but I need you to poop in this and pee in this and bleed in this. What do you say? One, two, three, let's go. Like, because <laughs> I just imagine he's got a jaunty cane and a hat, and he's just like, that, 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 like, of course you're going to stab that guy with a fork. Yeah. I don't even open the door for Jehovah's Witnesses, and they just want to tell me about their religion. Right, and it right. doesn't require me to poop in a cup. 
How, how would she bleed in another cup? Guess, well, oh, it's coming out of her poop. That's right. She just squeezes the blood out of her poop into that cup. Well, you then... you know that like the way things were back then too. It wasn't like he wanted her to poop in like a laboratory in like a sealed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know this guy just had some old like soup can he had found. He was like <laughs> probably like on the way hand. there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Poop in my hand. I'll put it in my pocket. No problem, right? <laughs> All right, now if you just pee in my shoe, I'll well, keep that on the other foot. Like, like that's just another thing. Um, yeah, so it's like they, the way they kind of came at her was a little bit like then just go ahead and bleed in my mouth and I'll try not to swallow. And then to show up with the cops to be like, "Ma'am, we're gonna get your poo whether you want to or not." Like, do you think he told the cops what he was after? Because they didn't seem prepared when she came at them with the fork. They seem to be like, "What? What? Wait, hold on, ma'am. What did you? What? You can't say that to a lady." <laughs> Fuck, no, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, lady. All right, so what's I mean, our next story? No, I mean, that is our story. We're talking about Typhoid Mary and the idea of infectious people. Because, like, if you if you think about the, uh, the Ebola outbreak they had a few years ago and how, like, people were freaking out and trying to ban entire countries from flying, it's like... Uh, should you be able to do that for like infectious disease? Like how was, far? How far should you be able to go? Was this a movie I saw, or did they have for a time there people like uh, quarantined at airports because of the Ebola virus? Well, there was a movie called Quarantine where they were in an airport in tents but, and stuff. But also they were quarantining people because they were worried that Ebola was going to come over here. Which I get it; it's a scary disease. But also, if you have uh, the problem with Ebola is it, it, it has such a short incubation period, mm. um, which makes it less dangerous because it's pretty obvious that you have it. And so they were just screening people at airports. It was fine. But like, if someone in the United States got Ebola, they would immediately go into a hospital into isolation. The problem with these other places is they don't have clean drinking water. They don't have um, a stable government or stable health care. And that's what makes it dangerous. Mm. Like, that's why outbreaks in those places are dangerous. I mean, there are other diseases in, in, in Western countries that are much more dangerous that no one pays attention to, like the flu. Well, I mean, speaking of influenza and, uh, what do you call it, the anti-vaxxers, I don't think I've had a flu shot and I can't even, I don't even know how many years, 10, 15? I don't know. I mean, I got one the other day because I was at the doctor and it was covered by insurance and I'm like, why not? Load them up. I should probably get around to doing that. Yeah. So I'm always seeing, like, uh, propaganda for getting vaccinations. Like, you know, a person who's out sick, like, just, you know, with the flu. And it, the doctor said, oh, well, I thought you said you didn't have time to get your flu shot. So how about now? Have time for all this? Well, the problem with the flu is it, for, with the, yeah. it can, like, like the flu in 1918 killed a lot of people. Um, weirdly enough, it was called the Spanish flu because, uh, you know, we were in a middle, it was in the middle of a war. But Spain was the only one to admit that it was a problem. Like bodies are stacking up, and everyone's like, "Nothing to see here." Yeah, nope, that, 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 just pooping this cop. Um, and Spain was like, uh, "People are dying. We have, I think, it is the flu." And everyone goes, "Ah, oh, must be that Spanish flu. The Spaniards have it." And like, but yeah, everyone had it. Just, I guess, no one wanted to admit during wartime that also we're all dying of influenza. But yeah, that's still going. And like, no one's trying to screen people at the airport for for the flu. I feel like I should have prepared better for our um, outbreak episode. I mean, you know, just don't admit to the listeners that you're bored on your own podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this podcast is the worst. It's so boring. It's, but no, I do want to jump. my podcast. Can I admit that I'm bored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can admit okay. that you're bored if you want. <clears throat> I'm kidding. But, I'm not. Um, but no, I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, God, I need to be able to contribute to this. But my notes, my notes are all on the the Trump administration. Well, you're the well, you're the germaphobe, I think. Well, Matt's pretty germaphobe I'm I'm bizarre. I used to be more so. I think we're in the right order of like of of germ preventiveness. Like with Matt being the most germ preventive, you being slightly germ preventive, and then I'm just a garbage human. Yeah. So I, I used to be very opposed to germs, and then I discovered sex, and <laughs> I'm not so concerned with it anymore. Yeah, I there's do. A, find... There's an interesting thing about that about um, sex and germs is that the human mouth carries so many more diseases in it than almost anything else. Yeah, but it feels like, so good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it just, I was, it was, uh, it's, it's, I heard it's... a thing about that the other day on um, House, the guy who got bit by his dog, and he was going to need to get his leg amputated because the dog had a lot of germs in its teeth. Well, the um, this was uh, on an. An episode of House? Yes, this is on an episode of House. This was on a God, real... you're like talking to my grandpa. Just, like, <laughs> this was on. Now, hold on now. I got the millionaires and the billionaires. No, it was just, it was just like the pauses where you're like, and I was 
Well, no, walking it was, it was down the on, street. Yeah, it's it was like, on a. It was actually on a YouTube video called "I'm um, Real Doctor Reacts," and a real doctor is watching House. And I was trying to remember the name of this person, but I can't recall. Anyway, so he paused the episode there, and he said, "You know, interest. What's interesting about this is even though you know they do." Um, worry about uh, dogs and dog bites. Human bites are actually much worse. So if you're ever bit by a human, yes. you're far more likely to get an infection and you know yes. lose an arm or a leg. True story. Yeah, um, <coughs> yeah. Human, the, yeah. Human, human bites. Humans are way grosser. Um, <coughs> yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to get bit by a person. That's why they they, they have speaking, this thing. They have this thing too, where like if you get in a fight and you punch somebody in the mouth and their teeth cut your hand, mm-hmm. you got to go immediately and go to the doctor and get on strong antibiotics because you get a staph infection, then your hand will have to get cut off. Yeah. So, um, but like, I'm weird about my germaphobia. Like I can't, if I haven't cleaned the table recently and I put like a fork on it accidentally, like instead of on a napkin on the table, I will just toss the fork out. It's like, no, nope, this is no good anymore. I'm not even going to wash this. So I have this very weird, <laughs> not nonsensical right. <clears throat> but yet his, way of germaphobia. But, but at his, the same time... But his bathroom looks like the Exxon station that's been closed for 20 years. It doesn't bother me because I'm not putting my hands on anything. I just I walk in there... How do you flush the toilet? He doesn't. <laughs> you, you, you hold toilet paper. That way you don't have to touch the flusher. I've always done that as far back as I can remember. Yeah, so I, I understand that anyway. in public restrooms, but in your own restroom? Uh, yeah, that's... yeah, even here. Well, because it wasn't—it's not my new toilet that I bought from the store. Other people used that toilet before me, before I got it. So it's just as bad as a gas station toilet to not me. If you clean it, yeah, you it, can disinfect it. You know, uh, yeah. If I clean it, that's a powerful stipulation there. Um, and I it's feel like kind of like the whole "just wash your hands before you cook food" debate. Like, yeah. <laughs> just clean your toilet, man. Yeah. <laughs> Then you can touch it all you want. You can eat off of it after you clean it if you want. Well, the worst part about all this was uh, Mary's signature dish was like chilled peaches and cream. Oh, yeah. So that means perfect, that perfect room temperature. Chilled Petri dish of germs and cream. Not, not cooked at all. Just like, mm, how are them peaches? It's like, I mean, I guess it could be worse. I guess at least it wasn't chocolate mousse or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Delicious. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, tr- I'm a risky eater. I'm a, I'm a trash person when it comes to uh, food poisoning. I'm pretty sure I got several bouts of food poisoning from the Seven Eleven when I used to eat those cheeseburger bites. Ugh. Yeah, but to be fair, that's like stuff they packaged and they want people to eat. No, I mean, it's no, it's room, it's room temperature meat that's sitting out at a service station. Yeah, yeah, which is very, very dangerous. Anyone listening, you shouldn't. I ate, touch I ate. That. I remember several times I ate one and I felt the, I felt the, uh, the sickness coming on. And then I just took a nap. <laughs> and then I felt better. I napped away food poisoning. Okay. Uh, that works. I wonder, I wonder if I'm a cheeseburger <clears throat> you, you bite. Eat, you've eaten enough of those nasty gas station sandwiches that you've yeah. built up an immunity. I wonder if I'm like a cheeseburger bite food poisoning carrier. A what? Probably. <laughs> like I'm just a carrier for whatever, mm. back, whatever, whatever cheeseburger bite bacteria. Entirely possible. It's floating around. Bite someone there. and see if you give them cheeseburger food poisoning. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't have to bite them. I'd probably have to, like, take it. Smear your poop in their mouth. Yeah, I'd have to take a dump and then prepare them some peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's my specialty dish. Uh, yeah, but, like, um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not I'm not that worried about getting sick. And I, I assume that my immune system hates me because it never gets a day off. Possibly. It's, it's just like, why are you putting this in your body? You know this is Do bad. Do you want your immune system to have a day off? I feel like no. I want it to be well rested, <laughs> you know. But I feel like it's just my immune system's just like, oh man, two years till retirement, <laughs> and I'm yeah. giving, I'm giving up. I can't wait till one day he gets AIDS from a cheeseburger bite, <laughs> and then I can just quit and retire. Damn, and that was just three days to retirement. Um, there was a another podcast I listened to on they they basically traced the uh, HIV virus as close as they could back to patient zero. Who was it? I mean, they don't have a guy's name, but they traced it back to the early nineteen. It was John, wasn't it? To the early nineteen hundreds, when like uh, sailors had opened up like the Congo and stuff, and were sailing up and down. Um, but the way that it spread was it used. It's a combination of two bi- two viruses, one from I think chimps and one from howler monkeys. And the way those viruses got combined was horrifying. Um, so I didn't know this, but chimps eat other monkeys. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean like with a knife and a <clears throat> fork, or even the dignity of a hyena. Uh, chimps basically like attack smaller monkeys, tear them in like half with their monkey strength, and feast while covered in the blood of another monkey. 
Cool. Um, and that's how those two viruses that became the HIV virus, like, made it into a chimp and then eventually, like, made it into a person who was probably just butchering a chimp and got uh, blood from the butchering in, like, an open cut or something. Well, that's Ooh. what you get for spanking the monkey. Or eating the monkey. With a machete. I was just picturing him, like, butchering a monkey. I don't know it's why. Like he found it and he hatcheted it and it's, it's, macheted it. It's the same with germ theory. You know how we're weird about germs? I don't know why we ever thought <clears throat> chimps were cute. Yeah, I don't really get that either. They are the worst animals. They're yeah, they're the worst animals on the planet. Like they kill for fun. Like they're hey. yeah. Yeah, you're always hearing stories about someone that owned a monkey till it tore their face off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of... really, really strong and they can tear you to pieces. They are like the they are like that cool kid Kyle from middle school and you don't know why people like him or think they're cute because you can recognize a sociopath at that age, <laughs> but apparently no one else can. They're like, Kyle's great. You're like, no, he's not. He goes to church. Yeah, do you see what he does when you're not looking? He pretends to hump the preacher. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he pulled his penis out in Sunday school, and I was the only one that saw it. Uh, but yeah, chimps, the Kyle of middle school. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by germ theory. And like, I always wondered if I was smarter, if I should have gone to school to be like, what is it, an entomologist that studies like uh, diseases and stuff like that? Yes. Uh, I guess I'm an armchair entomologist because I don't do, want to do all the peer-reviewed work, you know? <laughs> and I'm terrible with microscopes, but I do love reading about them. I'm good with microscopes, but if you know someone else provides me all the um, instructions and tools and sets it up for me. Oh, man, when I failed my biology class in college, one of the lab things was you had to look at different cell samples and then identify them. Mm -hmm. They did not look like the book. <laughs> and I guess it's good that I'm not a doctor because they'd be like... I had that in Miss Johnson's class where in high school where she said, you know, look under the microscope and identify these and nothing looked like it looked in the book. Yeah. But then I get to um, college and I breeze through. I had the highest grade in my college biology class, but not in my high school one. Oh, that one was awful. I stone cold That one was really, out. really hard. And I guess it's good that I didn't become a doctor because they'd be like, what is it, doc? Is it cancer? Is it typhoid? And I'd be like, um... It's the... the yeah. It was what now? You gotta speak up, doctor. Here, I'd just take like, this. It's the one that looks like a weird squiggly circle. Which one is that again? Because <laughs> that's what you have. You got squiggly circles, son. It's a, it's a weird squiggly circle and it's like swimming around. And it, uh, oh, it, just, it just divided. Oh, God. Mitosis and... Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if it's... Uh, and maybe it's, it's our... Um, it's our loss of like trust in in the scientific community, uh, but I feel like people are less trusting of like germ theory and stuff like that than they used to be, which is really worrisome. Like, just doubting sort of the basic scientific facts of stuff, and I don't know why maybe, that is. Maybe people have never really fully bought it. Like from what was it, 1909 with Typhoid Mary, all the way to today with the anti-vaxxers. It's just a running theme that people don't trust scientists. Well, like, uh, I mean, like, there was, so there was a, um, I was listening to an old radio show, and they kept the, they kept from, like, the 60s, and they kept the uh, commercials in it, and right. there was a PSA for, like, when you're preparing a chicken, make sure to wash your hands afterwards so you don't spread deadly salmonella to your family. I didn't know no. in the 60s you had to be taught not to lick a chicken. <laughs> like a raw chicken. I didn't realize you, you, the, you know, like, don't feed raw chicken to your babies, they'll get salmonella. But apparently we all listened and caught on because, like, everyone is pretty safe with preparing raw chicken. Well, it's because all the ones that didn't died. So that's evolution. <laughs> that's how it works. I mean, yeah, I guess the people that didn't listen to the PSA got sick and died. So but today we're all, we're all good to go. But, like, that's the thing is, like, it takes a lot for diseases to, to kill people off, like, with the anti-vaxxers because they make other people sick. And then, like, there are kids that can't get vaccines because of whatever... Uh, some kids just can't. They have weird allergies and genetic stuff. and then Or kids are too young to be vaccinated. And then guess what? You got the mumps. Boom. I don't think people understand womp, how... Womp, I don't think people understand how, like, we're, we're, we're all here and we're all basically sitting on a huge pile of bodies. Like, yeah. so many, yeah, so many, like, genetic dead ends and, like, this person didn't survive. This had just the right gene combination. Because those people that are like, yeah, just, you know, you just got to let kids get sick naturally and just let nature take its place. And I'm but like, letting nature take its place is how we used to have like 20,000 people on the planet, right? We, uh, we <laughs> stopped letting nature take its place and that's why we have billions. I mean, sure, let nature take its place, but just know that nature will kill your whole family. Yeah. I hope you enjoy having eight kids and then only raising one of them to completion. To, to adulthood. <laughs> because, yeah, like it's... The disease. I mean, good God! Like there was a there as was... a single parent too, because your spouse ain't gonna make it. Yeah, not your, through that winter. Not with that injury. Yeah, your spouse is dead too. Yeah, he got cut. You know, in his leg. We rubbed some dirt in it, and he died. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like uh, there was a some dumb thing where someone posted on Twitter and they were like, well, even the Black Plague eventually went away. And someone goes, it killed one-third of Europe, you twit! <laughs> and the Black Plague didn't go away. What's what's amazing about that, so it killed everybody. Uh, and it kind of died off because it's, it's reservoir of infection. People and rats died off. And then it would come back. And it was so it was so terrifying. I was reading about it and I think the... Maybe it was the 16 going on 1700s and people were so terrified of it. If plague showed up and you um, they you were with it, they would basically lock you in your house uh, with your whole family. And someone you could have someone like bring you groceries to the house, but you so couldn't come out. So if anybody in your family had the black plague, everyone had to be locked up together? Yeah, because they they didn't know how germ theory worked, but they, ah. knew, they knew enough to know that like if you've been in contact, you need to be isolated. And people would go crazy, man. Like, they would cut holes in their walls and, like, try to escape to a neighbor's house. I would, too. Uh, and I don't those, want to die of the Black Plague. And those neighbors had to decide whether to let them in or not. There was one story where a family, like... And they would put a night watchman to make sure you didn't escape. One family, before escaping, they set the night watchman on fire. <laughs> uh, and then, like, tried to escape to a neighbor's house. And chances are, if you let them in, you would also die of the plague. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't accept the entire family. But if they're in the house, their chances are they're going to get it. Uh, so I guess even back then they're like, it's good. I've got crystals. <laughs> it's oh God. I don't know. I mean, just let them run to the hills or something. Why can't they? Uh... Because they're gonna infect everybody between here and the hills. I suppose so. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry, but if you get the plague, I'm gonna nail your door. But... Well, I'll just, I'll get you antibiotics because we have those now. But before there's any cure, like, uh, it's the same. It's the same as uh, uh, amputating a limb. Mm. Um, just got to cut off that family from society. Uh, how many people do you want to die? Like, because I mean, you got to remember they had just seen one third of the European, or maybe even more, of the European population completely wiped out. Mm. Um, so they're not playing. And so yeah, it was stuff like that with like typhoid Mary. Like, uh, typhus is really bad because what can happen, especially back then with no sanitation, is if it gets into the water system, or if enough right. people get infected, now you're seeing a huge outbreak. Um, and that's why, like, they were like, well, we'll lock this lady up, even though we didn't... They should have put her on trial. That would have been an amazing trial to read about. The Typhoid Mary trial? Yeah. Wait, she was never on trial through all of this? No, that was my point. They just locked her up for 23 years under this statute without giving her a trial or anything. Well, the 23 years is on the island. Yeah. But... She huh. was locked up. She couldn't I, leave. I actually didn't know that, uh... I... I... See, that's what I, I was distracted by something. I actually didn't know that she went out there without a trial. I thought that she had a trial and no, all that. No, that's no, no. Yeah. No, they just basically five policemen and this guy that was asking her for a poo showed up and then like. Well, that her, was before the two years, and then she kept. Well, going. after the two years, they snatched her up again and like put her on this island. No, she is killing more people. Yeah, yeah. I'm not but saying with she that was, she should have. I'm saying I think they should have. I'm not saying they should have locked her up. I'm saying they should have just given her a trial, and I guarantee, absolutely, she would have still ended up on that island. Probably. But I think they they should have put her on trial. Although knowing her, she would have like flung some poop at the, the jury or if I'm gonna go down, you're gonna go down with me. You're all going down with typhoid Mary, like just spitting and peeing at people, you know. <laughs> But no, I still wow. think I think a trial is. I mean, that's we've talked about on the podcast before. Like, it's imperative. Anytime you're going to put somebody somewhere against their will, they need a trial. Mm. Like, they need some kind of due process. But there are also wow. the things they say that maybe one of the reasons was because she was a single woman, which was bad at her age. She was Irish. They hated the Irish, you know. Mm. And I think maybe the sentiment was like, "Listen, ma'am, if you've got a family, maybe you wouldn't be out giving people typhus, now would you?" Mm. Maybe if you were at home cooking for your husband, you wouldn't be out giving typhus to the baby ward. She had have wiped. She probably didn't have a husband and kids because she killed them all when she served them yeah. served them <laughs> burgers. Well, I I had a husband once, but he died after he ate me cooking. Don't know why. <laughs> and me kids too. And me mailman. <laughs> and making cookies every Christmas. And the pool boy. <laughs> and, and the pool boy. Oh, the pool boy. I liked him. I poop in the pool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I talk Open about... Open, bleed. I tell people about... The, the thing I think that no one gets right when they talk about time traveling or when you think about going back in history is how gross everything was and how bad everything smelled probably pre-1960. 
you know, that's a good point. If you, a lot of people would say, yeah, going back to um, whatever Athens back in the day, whenever they're inventing math would be fun but you go back there and it's just going to be shit in the streets you mean back in the day when they would bathe and they would bathe by rubbing olive that was it they would rub olive oil on their bodies they'd that have was... uh, in sparta they'd have public bathhouses too that would be fun mm, probably not unless you were really into uh underage uh rape yeah <laughs> yeah this is where the this is where the podcast turns a corner <laughs> Um, there is a movie. I like that you bring up the Spartans. There is a movie they need to make because uh, the Spartans, you know, they three hundred and two. We need another sequel. <laughs> well, the Spartans used to have this since they were constantly training for war. They didn't want to do menial tasks like farm and stuff, so they had these slaves. I believe they're called helots that would do all their work for them. And occasionally they would have these big hunts where they would just make the helots just run, mm. like Running Man, like just all right, there you go. And then they would hunt them and try to kill them. And I'm like, someone needs to make the movie where, like, The Rock is one of the helots. And then, like, the Spartans are hunting them, and then he just turns the tables. Actually, I'd like to see The Rock as Typhoid Mary. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in everything now anyway. Oh, no. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Run! <laughs> you smell The Rock you is cooking. smell la, 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 la. What The Rock. It's cooking. It's his own poop. It's yeah. his own poop it's, because he's typhoid it's Mary. Ty, it's typhoid. <laughs> typhoid. Dwayne the Typhoid Rock Johnson. Mm, mm. That's a movie I would pay money to see that. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> or or we just do uh, we just do Bruce Willis and it's kind of like Die Hard, but he's like Bruce crawling through Willis. air vents trying to get away from the <laughs> health inspector. I have a very special set of cooking skills which I've honed throughout a very long life, and it's will make life hell for your toilet. But that would be that would be great. Just all the different movies you could have with Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, I think that's our that's our fiftieth. That's uh, woo. I feel like we have wrapped uh, we have wrapped Typhoid Mary. We have. So, uh, extra special thanks to our uh, very first honorary muckraker, Matt. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Or all Sex right. Luther, as he also likes to be called after the hours of uh, but after five o'clock, he becomes <laughs> Sex Luther. He becomes. Sex Luther on the Prowl tonight on ABC. By the way, that's just a great podcast name, like Sex Luther. <laughs> yeah, Sex Luther. You just have people tweet questions at sex questions about you, and then Sex Luther can answer them. Uh, yes, episode fifty, and here's to fifty more, and then maybe fifty after that, and after that will almost certainly be in Guantanamo Bay. Yep.